Whatever that clap was on your side, it sounded like spitting. It sounded like just with. No, that was that was a. Oh, that was a crap clap. That's what it was. Welcome to Crap Claps Anonymous. That's what they call bad claps. They just call them craps. Yeah. Okay, Ryan. Yes, pot, Duncan. Pot thoughts here. Okay, I swear I'm not high, but pot thoughts. Pot thoughts. Okay. We've got robot arms now that, and robot legs that take signals from your brain, and and they are and they, these machines understand how to interpret these signals as movements of the body. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. The machines would be like, okay, I know you want to raise your left arm up by uh, three inches, and I know you want to extend your elbow to 180 degrees. I, we have the machine, we have the technology for this. Yes. We've seen it, it exists. It's like, how far away do you think we are from having a device that is, it goes in your brain, and it takes electrical signals from your brain, and it interprets those... In such a way that it knows to send out a certain radio signal to a receiving device in someone else's brain or ear or wherever it must be yeah. that vibrates their ear in a certain way that they can hear you. And literally, I'm talking about technological telepathy. Like, because the processes for creating sound, creating a thought, creating a word with your mind, and Hearing it and interpreting it, the two completely different processes. They're huh. totally different functions in your body, totally different functions in your brain and your, you know, different bones, different muscles and tendons. But if you have both, if you have both devices, I don't think it's too much of a stretch of imagination to think that your brain could create a wave, a radio signal that someone else could receive and interpret. It's like... I, I would say based on what you said, that we wouldn't be that far off. Because it's like, we got we already got the technology for our hands and limbs and shit like that. We've already yeah. got for technology for radio. I mean, we figured that shit out like a century ago. It's like, that part's not complicated. We don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. We, we're the, the, the bottleneck here is figuring out how to make the brain send out a very particular signal. To a receiving device, hmm. to a radio speaker in your brain. Like I said, I, I think we're only a few years off, and that's I mean, we a gotta scary be, right? thought. I mean, imagine that. Literal technological technological telepathy. It's just like, I'm speaking directly to your brain with my brain. And I'd be able to respond back. Exactly. Or... I mean, it would be annoying, because like... I don't know if you would have to, if they would be sophisticated enough that you could, like, you know, like, give it, like, a brain command, because obviously it wouldn't be a voice command, you wouldn't be mm. talking. You'd be giving it a brain command to, like, turn on and off, because it's like, if you just have it on all the time, it's just like, it's just like, greetings, Ryan, I am speaking to you directly to your mind with my mind. Wait, how do I turn this thing off? <laughs> <laughs> It's just that that bit, isn't it? It's the end of an awkward speech, like an assembly hall or something, isn't it? It's like, and we do hope that you are our future. Now, honestly, how the fuck do I get this my car? Where's the quickest exit? Is my car ready? Uh, Good night, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, 
Bluetooth, right? Like you could have if it was a Bluetooth device, you could have a voice command, right? Yeah. You could like 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 your mental signals are all is how you communicate, but then like when you want to turn it on and off, you verbally with your mouth say on or off or like brain Bluetooth enable, brain Bluetooth disable. <laughs> Oh god, I've got you know, I've got wireless wireless headphones for when I'm like just on the move. But just hearing the Bluetooth mess up every now and again, and it letting you know that it's reconnected by just blasting down your ears, connected, is uh, quite scary. Imagine if that was just happening with this this telepathy. You just accidentally paired with someone as you were walking past, connected. Oh, he's got nice shoes. Ah. Would it be great to like? Would it be great to, like, as a prank, sneak up on someone who's, like, asleep or whatever and, like, crank up their their their, their brain Bluetooth like volume up all the way while they're not paying attention? And then when they mm. wake up and they try to use it, they're all just, like, the first thing they hear is, like, <laughs> it's like oh, God, my brain. My brain uh, is exploding. Jeez. You know what? I don't think we're deserving of that technology. I mean, basically, right? It's basically just a radio-enabled. Um, what do you, what what do deaf people use when they can't hear? Hearing aid. It's basically hearing just aid? a radio-enabled hearing aid. It's just that's all it is. Yeah, it's a cochlear implant. Look at you with your fancy words. Those are those inspirational videos that everyone keeps posting all over Facebook. Says this person is hearing for the first time. That's great, but that's the well, that's the twelfth time I've seen that video. You are watching this video of someone hearing for the first time, for the twelfth time. Yeah, never never see that. It's just like, oh, look at this brand new video I've seen. Uploaded March 20th, 2013. Well, thanks guys. Uh, I guess I, well, I guess it's new to someone, but uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, speaking of insulting your audience, hello. <laughs> this is Hi. the Immaterial Gamers podcast. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, that was, um, yeah, that was, that was a warm-up. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Just something I came up with, like, five minutes before we we were rolling. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that's how we do stuff here. So, um, yeah, I'm Ryan, and we've got Duncan. That's me. And it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, first anniversary eve. Of the new Immaterial Gamers? No, technically the first anniversary eve would be the day before our first anniversary. This is a yeah. week before our first anniversary. Okay, well, this, this is the week before the anniversary podcast. Wait, well, yeah. Anyway. Blah. Blah. Yeah. You know, we always like to, you know, run things just uh, a little loose around here. So, um, should we just get straight to it considering we had our good warm-up? I think, I think, sure, why not? I mean... Yeah. It's not like there's anyone else to stop us. Nothing's gonna stop us. Yeah. Let's crack straight on. With What's Been Played. What's Been Played. And Duncan. Alright, so here's the thing, right? Like, I know I keep talking about League of Legends and TFT, right? Yeah. Because I'm a secretly a plant by Riot, and I'm not actually even a real human being, I'm just an android. Yep, right, please. Bot. Um, oh, so that's where Blitzcrank went. Precisely. <laughs> Metal is harder than flesh. Um, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting even more familiar with Blitzcrank quotes now that I'm playing them in TFT. Yep. Um, 
so yeah, I've been playing a whole lot more League of Legends this week. With uh, I'm playing a mixture of RMs and uh, teamfight tactics. Uh, ranked TFT is now live as of the 17th. Yeah, it is. Rocking a sweet iron one. What, what? Bottom yeah, of boy. the league. Best of the worst. Let's go. Yeah. I'm in bronze four, so I'm not much further. Yeah, you're just, you're just one hurdle ahead. Yeah. You're the worst of the not worst. Yep. Which sounds a lot worse than best of the worst when you really say it out loud. Yeah. That's what I was what I was uh, considering originally as um as I was going through it of uh you know absolute mediocrity which is a thing. We got to we got to get the MEG clan online. I know Ryan, I know um Matt, I guess set it up. I need to get yes. I need to I need an invite, yo. Uh I will badger him for said invite. Aren't you like an admin or something? I will check to see if I can do it and if not I will badger him for that and all. You should badger him anyway. Like, even if you can do it by himself, just be like, just send him a message, a private message that says, badger. That mm. is all. I think I will. Just because I can. It would really screw with him. Yeah, so, just badger. So yeah, absolute mediocrity. Uh, we are obviously terrible, but we are trying to be less terrible by playing the game often. And that's really what counts in the end. Yeah. Just trying. Even if you fail horribly, you try. You try. Learn from your mistakes. The only mistake that I'm making in TFT is that I'm not making enough demon builds, apparently. Mm. It's like, you get six demons, right? And it's just like, fucking... <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, you you wanted to cast abilities this game? That's cool. By the way, 85% uh, of the time when I attack you with any of my characters, you lose all your mana and take two damage. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, except when you come up against Glacial, where it's like, ah, I've got an eighty-five percent chance to hit. And then you think maybe like your um, you think maybe like your back row is safe. It's like, haha, we're ranged. You'll never get to us. And then Evelyn's all like, la 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 la. Yep. Oh, it's the one that Stefan had. Um, when he was going through his placement matches, he had a demon shapeshifter build, which just completely rocked. That sounds like fun. So he, he he did one of those rare games where you get to, so you get to round six and it's you and your opponent and you're still a hundred. He lost a few matches, but yeah, still won. But oh, it's great and it, it's actually interesting to see the new sort of strategies coming around with just the introduction of one new character. I mean, pirates are now way more of a thing than they used to be. I don't think I encountered more than maybe one or two pirate builds and i attempted it once or twice mm. before uh the 17th patch not like patch number 17 i'm just talking about the patch of the 17th of july yeah. um which they so, which they coincided into their 9.14 patch wasn't it so yeah so the 9.14 patch nine the 914 patch uh yeah so with the addition of twisted fate now pirates are way more of a thing because now you have access to up to three pirates before, you know, like, that are all rank two and under. So yeah, you can already can, get the pirate synergy. Which kind of made sense, considering the fact that the whole point of the pirate synergy is to earn gold. Which I would consider as an early game step up. Kind of needed to yeah. be there from the off anyway. Yeah, that income just doesn't really carry through in the late game, you know. Mm. Uh, you know, generally speaking, you want to replace your pirates... 
But now it's like the pirates are, but because he's also a sorcerer, that also gives them a ton of flexibility. Yeah. Because they've got a pirate gunslinger, they've got a pirate assassin, they've got a pirate sorcerer, all level two and under. And mm. then you've got Gangplank, who's a blade master gunslinger. Yeah. And so then... it's like, so it's like by tier three, you have at least three different options for potential uh, transition builds. Hmm. Yeah. And you want to if you want to double down on gunslingers, you can go with Misfortune, the light game. Indeed. Or you, or you could switch into Blade Masters, which I think are actually also really strong, especially with freaking Draven. Mm. Yeah. Like I think I personally dislike demons the most. I think they're like the most unfun build to fight against, but I think Draven might be one of the most broken like individual units. <laughs> he's mm. so he's so ridiculous if you put him in the right build. Give him Imperials, yeah. give him Blade Masters, give him any attack speed items whatsoever. It's over. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of hate on Yordle builds as well. It's like a lot of people who are coming past and just like, oh, fuck Yordles, you're all noobish. It's funny, actually, one of the ranked games, the placement games I played, I was building a Yordle build just for giggles and dealt the killing blow on, on the guy who went out first. Yes, he went out first and said, you're all noobs. And left. Just just for, for for clarity on that, he went out first. Yeah, you know, that's fine. Don't worry about him. No, um, it always makes me laugh. Yeah. But, yeah. Yordles have I... known sort of are beaten by basically one thing. Any team where casting skills is quicker than their ability to dodge basics. Yeah, you know what? Yordles might actually be like the one team that could hard counter demons because of their evasion. Mm. You know, get their spells. You know, get their spells off. Avoid getting hit too much, and and kill. Uh, Yordle Sorcerer is a pretty good build. I honestly find. Oh yeah. You know, either get six Yordles with like three sorcerers, or like three Yordles and six sorcerers. Either way, inside out, it's usually pretty good. Mm. It's the we gotta we gotta whatever hate you have for the Yordles, we gotta set it all aside. We gotta we gotta rally the banners and use them against the demon hordes. Yeah. See for that or just go demon. Or just go demon. Or just embrace the dark side and, and just fully fully tilt into it. Whatever. I mean <laughs> But yeah, uh, that's 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 what I've been doing. I've been, you know, trying out new stuff, you know, trying to trying to get ranked up, failing. I haven't won a ranked game yet. I've gotten two or three second place finishes and a smattering of all different ranks other than that. Mm. No, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it, the way that I feel is it is basically just as random as normal is, except there's going to be people who care a bit more. And that's the thing. Take into a comparison, though, that I won my first two placement games. One of them I actually stole from Martin, which I still don't think he's forgiven me for. Has he spoken to you ever since? Oh, he's he's, he's spoken to me, but... It's all he... just curse words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, to be, to be fair, it wasn't that. It wasn't that bothered about it. It just it sort of caught him by surprise of the person who ended up at 9 health and in 8th place, then coming back to win it. Is a bit, it was a bit of a shock, but, you know, glacial bullshit. It, glacial it bullshit. Yeah, it's, that's, that's what it boils down to, right? Like, it's either got to be... Yordles who can evade the demon touch, or mm -hmm. glacials who can freeze them in their in their tracks. 
yeah. and prevent them from using their abilities in the first place. That's really yeah. that's really what it comes down to because it's like you know uh, if because anyone who relies on abilities, which is all but like three characters in the whole game, uh, that's. Well, we've got the, who are the three on there? Cassidin, Vane, and uh, Graves. Yeah, you know, you know. Fuck. Uh, so we've got Cassidin, who's like a situationally good unit. We've got um, who's the other one? Vane, Vane. who again situationally good if you build her properly, uh, and then Graves, who's just like a D-lister. Yeah, Graves, you get Graves. You get Graves because you want a pirate, not because you want Graves. <laughs> Correct. That's the thing, yeah. You want greys because you want a pirate, and Pike's not available. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. but um, Pike, Pike's pretty legit, even just as a standalone unit. Yeah. He is very good, and sort of combine him in, a, in an assassin build as well, and he's just... Yep. Oh. I feel I need to play some more Teamfight Tactics after this recording now, just to... Uh, so do I. Keep going. Yeah. We'll see, yeah. We'll see how that goes. So that's that's me playing uh, TFT for the week and 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 regularly related to. I played some ARAMs, you know, just regular old ARAMs. Mm. Uh, and that was fun too. But that's that's my mind has been focused more on TFT than the ARAMs. That ARAMs have just been palate cleansers for me. Yeah, so something to wind the night down. But uh, yeah, no, oh, cool. Me, I've also been playing Team Fight Tactics, and I was also playing more Final Fantasy fourteen online. 14 is just like, it's like, you had to remember what number it was. Yeah, I just thought so hard to remember. It's just, it's the fit, you know, it's the 14th final one. It's but the 14th <laughs> Final Fantasy. Yeah. It's like, but we're uh, going to go, it's like, we're going to make 10 main games with like, a, with a bunch of spinoffs, and then we're going to do an online one. And then mm. we're going to be like, 12, 13. Aha, you thought we were back on track. But it was I, 14. I the came. other online one. You had to ruin your offline experiences. Nah, I've been playing more of it, but that's that's fun. But what I actually want to talk about is one that I really should have probably picked up a lot earlier in my gaming life. By that I mean I should have picked it up last year when it first came out. It's a rhythm game by the name of Just Shapes and Beats. Just Shapes and Beats. Yeah, done by a French-Canadian studio, I think. Definitely Canadian. Whether they're French ah, Canadian, I don't know. Say we. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know much French. Yeah, they're uh, cause, uh, the Cazold. They're called Berserk Studio. Now you can see why I said Cazold. Berserk. Yeah. We are the Berserk Studio. We are based in, in Montreal. <laughs> are there <laughs> any other French Canadian cities? I don't know of any. Quebec City. What's that? No one's ever heard of it. Get out of here. Montreal, that's <laughs> it. That's like funny, Montreal, that's, that's it. That's all you got. Oh, uh, classic. Anyway, what were we saying? What were we saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, as they, as they see on say on their list, uh, they're the indie, uh, they're the indie game studio with the intro that goes raw, raw. Yeah. But with a French accent, so it's like le raw, le raw. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just the crazy bit. I mean, with the fact that you're technically closer, well, it's not technically about it. You are closer to Quebec than I am. I'm, I'm closer to Quebec by about 2,500 miles, so yeah, that's I would call that a technicality. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so it's a rhythm game combined with a bullet hell game. So you know all those oh, all that those types exciting. of. Oh, uh, 
it's 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 nice. I mean, it's very, but it's very very dubstepy. But uh, it's it's a simple sort of game. You are a square in a nice little world called Paradise. You've got uh, you know you've got other little fun shapes hanging around. There's a there's a friend with a little little tear all over and a sad face. There's the big cube. It's your your nice little friend. Um, there's birds everywhere, and there's this giant tree of life that's pulsing with great energy. And then some cat demon comes along and ruins it all. Cat demon, only cat known as cat the demon? boss. Hmm. What about a cat demon now? Yeah, it's just it's just some pink cat demon thing that breaks off these sh- uh, triangle-shaped bits of tree and ruins the world. So your little square has to go through various levels, dodging everything, to get these pieces back together and beat the demon thing for once and for all. Sounds to me like you're playing a rhythm game with a, uh, like a, you know, attempting to have a plot. It I mean, it does have some, well, yeah, yeah. It's weird, though, because it's very contrasting of the smiley faces and flat shapes and and everything all just bouncing around to the tune of the the ambient music in the back and you know then a shard ends up in a demon uh, or in a creature's head and it starts bleeding i mean it bleeds pink cuz generally the two colors are either a neon blue or neon pink neon pink like uh danganronpa uh yeah, pretty much and and everything bleeds from the eyes as well it's all from the eyes but um yeah the 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 basic premise of the game though is the all the patterns of stuff that you dodge are to the beat of a piece of music and your character the square or if you're playing multiplayer with people a triangle pentagon or octagon right so square is removed entirely if you're no there's the, you can have up to four people the square oh the okay i was gonna say it's just like i was like oh uh, i was confused so you, oh, made it yeah. sound, you made it sound like the oh, way you phrase that made it sound like this, this, else. yeah. It's just like, what? Well, why? Why Square can't play multiplayer? Yeah, oh, no, he's no. A square. square, Square can definitely play multiplayer. Um, but yeah, so you, Square so you can through... definitely play multiplayer. That's a good. Yeah. Uh, that's a good quote. Oh yeah, go Square. But um, yeah. So you you go through the the pieces of music, and other than the ability to dash every now and again sort of propelling it across part of the stage you are vulnerable anything touches you you get hit and you have a health bar determined by how much of your shape is left which depends on the length of the level and how many checkpoints are in it because you'll have your normal levels which have about three or four checkpoints you'll have some harder challenge levels that have one or two and then you have your boss fights which have to be cleared in one run because um, if you run out of health, you'll go back to the last checkpoint, or in the case of the boss fights, the beginning. Um, and in levels with multiple checkpoints, if you fail three times, you have to start the whole song from the beginning. But you can blitz through the game in about one or two hours if you're good at it. You can take an extra hour if you're not so good at it, like I kind of was near the end. And it has a it has a casual mode if you just care about the music and going through the levels. But the idea is it's meant to be played as a couch co-op experience as well. So if any of your shapes die, they'll just start floating towards the left-hand side of the screen. 
and you can just touch them and they'll come back and carry on the level. But if you all uh, die, a la, you all start. A la Cuphead. Yeah, pretty much. Except um, you're going sideways instead of vertical. Yeah. But, um, Very exciting. Yeah, but it's like it's got it's got little challenge modes in it, like complete a level without dashing, which depending on some of the levels can be an absolute ball ache. Um, and there's a party mode for if you just want the music to play through there. But yeah, no, I had good fun with it. Um, for for as bare bones as the story is, it was actually quite enjoyable. And and the characters are really <laughs> they're really cute. I I I. It says, you know, as big gamer boy, you know, because all we're supposed to do is care about oh, big manly men, big butch white men with, with, with barely any hair or blonde hair, and I just don't going subscribe rrr, rrr. to the to the notion of geek masculinity. Okay, <laughs> I want cute, fluffy things in my video game. Yeah, but yeah, there's a little helicopter that cries. There's a there's a pirate boat that's just like yeah, and. uh and then, of course, the aforementioned, what the community call sad boy, but what I'll just call cube friend. Cube friend. So, uh, you know, yeah, I enjoy it. And, you know, if it, if it ends up around, you can pick it up because it does have online multiplayer as well for the challenge mode. I would just wish it had online multiplayer for the story mode because reasons. It's like, why have what's like, why let you play online together for challenges, but not like the regular game? Mm, yeah. It it's might like be you that have the not... technology. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Actually, that's the point. It's right there, staring you in the face, isn't it? At that point. All you but... gotta do is cross over a few extra wires, change yeah. some zeros to ones, and vice versa. Boom, you got it. Yeah, flick a switch, just like Epic did. Uh. With Fortnite, when they accidentally turned on crossplay on the PS4. Oh, yeah. There you go. Just like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But that concludes the what's being played section of the podcast. Yeah, so when you were talking about the distance between uh, you and Montreal and the difference between us, and yeah. I pulled a number like $2,500, $2,500 miles, probably about $2,500 actually, uh, but I pulled out 2,500 miles out of my ass as a random number. Uh, the actual difference between our distances uh, to Montreal, relatively, uh, mm. is about 2,700 miles. <laughs> so, pretty fucking good guess. Yeah, I'd say. Very, very good. I know geography. A little bit. Yeah. And I don't. Well, I know basics. I know that the USA and, you know, Northern America and Canada is one direction, and everywhere else is the other direction. Pop quiz. Between the cities of Mississauga and Thunder Bay, both in the province of Ontario, which one is further west? Without looking it up. Sorry, what were the two again? Mississauga and Thunder Bay. Mississauga is the one I live in. Uh, I want to go Thunder Bay. Yeah, that is correct. Woo! Thunder Bay is in the sort of northwest area of Ontario. Mississauga is way down south. Oh, <laughs> we're like we're like an hour from the border. Ah, uh-huh. yay! Happy with pop quiz. Yeah, you did a. You scored a fifty-fifty quiz yeah. in which yeah, you I had a quiz that helped that in which you got a clue. Yeah. Uh, I'll take any victory. You earned a banana sticker. <laughs> uh, right, well, let's see if we can earn any more stickers, like the We Can Read News sticker. So, it's uh, news time. News time. So, there's only a couple. Yeah, pre- short news day. Yeah. Short podcast day. Yeah, it probably will be. Um, there'll be there'll be something at the end just to, to break things up, but, well, not anything special. 
just the the. Oh, you, you got know, me the excited rapport. there for a second. Now, now I'm now I'm let down. Ah, uh, that's a shame. I know. I apologize. But uh, how are you on um, Warhammer 40k? I know that it is a thing that it exists. Uh, oh. Isn't that the one that's all about heresy or some shit? Yeah, there's one. Yeah, the the, the book series, the horror heresy. heresy. Yeah, and you know this this perpetual war against you know clone soldiers and spore orcs and stuff in between, and apparently every race is an arsehole. So why would you care about any of them? That, that, that sounds like heresy thing. to me. Yeah, it's basically future Game of Thrones. Bubba. Wait, does that mean it's gonna? Does that mean it's gonna be really good for the first half? Be like mediocre in the middle, and then just shit itself to death at the very end for no reason? Yeah, that sounds right. To be honest, that actually sounds like the forty k timeline. To be honest, yeah, especially when you decide to do this. So uh, according to PC Gamer, I'd already seen this um, come up beforehand as well because of the reason it's been a slow news week. By the way, is because it's San Diego Comic Con. And basically, it's more talk about Marvel films and stuff going on. And, oh, yeah, there's that one Witcher TV series with Henry Cavill in it that uh, will end up on our TV because... I'm not, I'm because not saying that franchises someone... are the only thing that make money these days. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that someone in, you know, in my vicinity is not a uh, fan of Henry Cavill because that would be an absolute lie. But uh, let's just say they'll watch anything with him in it. Even if it's, you know, with him with cat eyes. But, yeah. The other thing that had come out was the fact that there is a live-action Warhammer 40k television series being produced. 40k on television, on television. (laughs) Eisenhorn. That's what it's actually called. It follows Inquisitor Gregor Eisenhorn. And is uh, being produced by the same production company that made The Man in the High Castle. So it's actually got some sort of reputation to uphold. Yeah, but Warcraft was made by the guy who made The Moon, or Moon, or whatever it's called. And uh, 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 we all know what happened there. I, uh, it was a serviceable film. It wasn't Serviceable bad. is a word that's... Meh. Okay, uh, I'm going to say this now because I haven't really... I haven't really watched... Yeah, so I'm never watching Moon, and I haven't watched anything more of Zowie Bowie's... Sorry, what is it? Duncan Jones? Duncan Jones, yep, that's... that's. Yep. Hey, man, other Duncan. Yep. Represent. But, you know, I, I thought Warcraft was fine. It wasn't bad, but it certainly could have been much better. But... It certainly could have. I've, I've said this many times to people who talk to me about the movie. The problem with that movie is that they tried to tell... Like, the entire story of Warcraft in one film. Mm. I feel like if they had just focused and been like, let's 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 just worry about the human story for now, you know? Yeah. Let's just worry about their struggles. I feel... I resolve feel their the drama. Is, yeah, and I then, feel the point of that, because like, the, whole, the whole thing of Warcraft was that there wasn't really necessarily supposed to be a massive bad guy, was it? It was just two different factions trying to... Well, I mean, so in the context of the, the original Warcraft game, I mean, the orcs were the bad guys. Like, mm. plain and simple. They were evil. They were an invading species. But, like, you know, then it was the other, like, the later stories that introduced the nuance of they had, you know, a, you were under the effects of an evil demon, you know, and mm. an evil warlock orc, a wark, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, you know, once they were freed from that, they were just any other species. I mean, they were gruff and 
aggressive species to begin with, but, you know, they were perfectly tameable and capable of civility, and that's how the story of Thrall starts, you know, famous mm. character Thrall, uh, and, you know, he's like the educated, civil, peaceful orc, and, you know, I think that if they had focused the, the Warcraft story on the humans in the first film, and then, you know, used the second film as the opportunity to tell, you know, the orc side of the story through Thrall as our new protagonist, that would have been a way, way better set of movies. Mm. But as it is, they just tried to fit both, you know, both nuanced sides into the story and tried to make the invading orcs who are, you know, raising and pillaging dozens of towns and killing thousands of people as, like, Oh, some of us are good guys. We're not all evil. It's like I, it, I, I can't believe you. I don't believe you. I, I need, you know, I need time. First of all, I need time to be removed from the context of this horrible thing that is objectively terrible that you are doing, so that like a generation of orcs that didn't have, like, wasn't responsible for this act, could then be like, hey, you know, like we're different. We're not like our parents. Mm. Uh, and then Thrall. Hello, I am Thrall. I am the good guy now. Yeah, I'm the one that's seen the human side of stuff. And also our rockish ways, and decide, you know what, I just want to live elsewhere. And then yeet himself across the planet. Yeah. But, uh, Eisenhorn. Eisenhorn, right, the Witcher. I forgot we were talking about the Witcher TV show. The Warhammer TV show. What did I say? You said Witcher. Right, that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Warhammer. Yeah, no, 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 it looks interesting. Apparently it's not the first introduction of Gregor Eisenhorn. Apparently he had a game out, or he was part of a game called... Eisenhorn Xenos in 2017. It wasn't rated very well. Gregenhorn. <laughs> Gregenhorn. Eisenscheid was. That uh... means one shit in German. <laughs> yep. That was kind of apparently what this game ended up being. But you know what? <laughs> one shit. <laughs> one shit. Oh, Jesus. Reminds me of the, the character for the bounty toil- um, kitchen rolls or kitchen towels. A uh, Zorro like character called One Sheet. One sheet. Oh, used to be called Bounty. It's now called Plenty. Oh, I forgot plenty. about that. Yeah, one sheet call it, does we Plenty. Still call it pl- we still call it Bounty here. Ah, uh, but uh, yeah, it just it just reminds me of, of that. But you know what? If we can actually get some good TV adaptations of video games, then let's have the I uh, reckon... Bounty live action TV show. <laughs> the Adventures of One Sheet. But uh, yeah, you know what? We'll see how it goes. Between that and The Witcher, there may be some good. Adaptations coming soon, maybe we'll we'll see how it goes. Maybe. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll move to our last bit of news. And uh, oh god, it's almost like we planned this. Team fight tactics. We've come full circle. <laughs> yep. So according to Eurogamer, it turns out that there is actually, as what they're calling this, bad luck protection in Do the tell. game. There was there was always sort of rumours of people getting shit luck early on in a game. Not getting much items. I mean, the ranked patch has changed this to prove it in the better as well. But people moaning about not getting good items at the start, only then to end up getting multiple good items at the end of a game. Turns out that was planned by Riot. It made it made absolute sense that uh, if you get dicked up by the random generated reward at the beginning, I should probably go back to explain that, part of the ranked patch changed how items are given to players in a teamfight tactics game so it used to just be on any minion wave any minion had the chance of dropping an item but that meant that there could be points where you could be a wave of four 
five raptors and get an item every time, or you could beat them all and not gain shit. No item for you. Yeah. So they, they changed it with the first ranked patch to guarantee a, at minimum, one reward per minion wave. And that could either be an item or gold, generating from one to five gold. Later waves, where you had the single creatures like the dragons, uh, the herald of the baron and so on, if you lasted that long, would guarantee a fully built item in the form of a dragon's claw, a redemption, um, guardian angel, so on and so forth. The challenge on that being that the effects of that item were on said creature. So, for example, if you had the Infernal Drake with a Guardian Angel, you would technically have to kill it twice. But the second life, it wouldn't have very much health, so it's not that big of a deal. No, it's not It's not too bad. But, uh, yeah, so that's how the, the drop system works now. But what it has apparently worked out is that if you did get dicked over by rewards early on, and say you only got one gold in your minion waves in the early on in the game, should you survive, the later waves would offer multiple items to allow you to catch up to sort of balance that game through. And I think that's 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 cool considering the fact that Teamfight Tactics already has sort of a decent catch-up mechanic anyway. But it's, it's nice to see that it's confirmed that that was intentional and not just some sort of RNGesus-based anomaly that was happening with people. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I don't mind a little bit of chance, but like I like to minimize that to the point where like, you know, like, a little bit of luck here and there doesn't make that much of a difference in the long run. Mm. You know, I like it to be a largely strategic game. I mean, the fact that you're drawing these units from random packs is RNG enough. I feel like the, you know, making the items too wild would be just, you know, a little bit too much in yeah, that direction. So I'm glad that, the, I'm glad that they're making changes to, uh, you know, alter how the game works. I also noticed one small thing that I noticed about um, the latest patch is... The dragon uh, used to be uh, immune to magic because that's yeah. what dragons do in TFT. Uh, if you build dragons, you get the same buff. Uh, I it's as far as I can tell, they removed that. Like the dragon doesn't get magic buff unless they have like the the dragon claw item. Yeah, that, but generally, that is. Yeah, Sorry, go on. but generally speaking, they don't have uh, magic resistance as a rule hmm. uh, because they felt that that was too punishing for like magic based like builds like sorcerers. Yeah, that was exactly what they put in their patch notes. It was that, that drakes lose their magic protection, uh, sorcerer builds away. So, yeah, that was a definite confirm on there for you. But, yeah, you know, certainly certainly happy to do that. I'm certainly wanting to see how they're going to sort of patch it going forward because of the way that the, the, the patches are going to be from now on, which is that they're going to do sort of minor tweaks weekly, but then major patches like character additions or rotational characters because the way that they're going to try and keep things fresh is to once they get more characters in it is rotate some out and put some in to sort of try and keep specs changing to try and stop it from getting stale that does make sense because like you know part of me wants there to be like a huge roster and have like infinite potential for different things but part of me also realizes that like you know like they're like if they just keep adding characters and don't take characters out, like there'll be a point where like you can have a build of like you know ten demons or mm. you know like nine nobles, whatever that even would even look like, and I'd just be like, yeah, eh, that sounds a little bit 
That sounds a little annoying, honestly. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's the sort of you know that's the sort of thing, isn't it? You don't want that to sort of happen. I mean, I'd love the last that thing, sort of idea. The last thing we need is eight demons. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, we've yeah we've already. I mean, we we're, already talked about that. In we're already play, up, didn't we? We're already up to eighty-five percent uh chance to attack. Now it's up to ninety-nine percent chance. No, don't do that. I I expect those those sort of tweaks, those chances to start being balanced again soon, though. I mean, they already they already did it with Yordle. so you know we'll, we'll see how it goes. But that brings the news and the main bulk of this podcast to the end. So we'll get to the warm-up, and the first thing I want to say with the warm-up is next week is going to be the one-year special of Immaterial Gamers podcasts. So how special is our one-year special going to be, Ryan? It's going to be special in the fact that we're actually going to try and see if we can, well, depending on who's around, talk about our favourite moments from the last year of Immaterial Gamers. Maybe. Maybe. I mean... I mean card subject to change as always but that's the plan so uh yeah if you've listened this far look forward to that next week as we talk about what we thought was funny and enjoyable and shizzles yeah uh, you know what i thought was enjoyable mm? not having sibling rivalry put up for for a week uh yeah my favorite uh, part uh yeah whatever i'm, I'm not throwing shade uh it's yay I'm game. Woo! Oh, one year. We'll, 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 we'll see what happens there, uh, considering, you know, Monday last week. Um, anyway, yeah, the warm-up, the wrap-up, the warm-up. Come on, it's the end, warm up. Ryan. You've actually worse saying warm-up the entire time up until now. Uh, I just didn't want to call you out for it because I thought it was funny. Oh, God, now I'm going to be self-conscious about that. So, yeah, the wrap-up. So remember, if you liked what you heard, please do the likey, sharey, subscribey thing. Click that bell. Leave some comment. Preferably a nice one. We don't bite. I mean, you can leave a bad one if you have to, but like, I, we would like it if to not to be nice. We we would like to be your friend. We don't want to be your enemy. Yeah, pretty much, definitely. So um, yes, and you know, please. I don't know where I was going with that one actually. Oh yeah, take part and listen to our shows and check the social medias. That's the ones. So yes, obviously, remember we start our weeks from when the podcasts come out. So Tuesday podcast every other Wednesday maybe. Shared Reflections. I'll put an asterisk about here. That asterisk gets bigger every week. Yeah. Uh, there's been there's been stuff. Like I attended a funeral two days ago, so we've been preoccupied. We'll get back. Thursdays. Team Fight Thursdays. Rah. I really want to be a part of those Team Fight Thursdays, but my shifts lately have really been preventing me from participating. I'll try and see if we can get some sort of recording session at some point, because we do need a buffer of videos again anyway, so, you know. Friday evenings are just a bit jank for me right now. Yeah, it's, it's tough. But I'll see, I'll see, I'll see what we can do. We'll try and see if we can get something organised, because we need to get some more videos now of post-patch 914, because everything's happened before Twisted Fate recently, so... Yeah, we'll get some new content. Yeah. Stuff that's then, not out of date. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, Fridays, General's War Table. He's still plugging. Steven is still plugging away at that XCOM 2 campaign. He's plugging at the plugging away at the game and plugging bad guys with his guns. Yeah, yeah, pew pew. That, then, that is the sound that guns make, yes. Yeah. Then Saturdays is either play session or something immaterially different or an immaterial take-on. It could be any one of those three videos. 
Saturday, Saturday's a wild card. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. The Kinder Surprise of the Immaterial Gamers work week. Yeah, you don't know what's inside, but it'll probably be mediocre anyway. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, the twisted fate of video series. Pick a hey, series. Oh, that's, that's Shade throwing a twisted fate. He's not that great. Ew. And then uh, Sundays is the slot where sibling rivalry should be. You Insert never know. Gi- this... Insert gradually growing asterisk here. Yeah. I mean, there may be one that you'll be able to watch that has been there since Sunday. There probably won't be. But you never know. We'll find something. And, uh, yeah. Oh, Monday. Jesus, forgotten about a day of the week. It's going rogue. I'm still... That's your day of the week, man. Don't forget you. Yeah. Yeah, I can't forget me. Bloody hell. Uh, Yeah, still going through Hades. Did another recording session on the day that we're recording this podcast, but the episode where I exceeded all expectations and have cleared two-thirds of the game within my ten attempts is very, very humbling, actually. But I've still got half the attempts left, so it's uh, might as well just keep going. Try and get to the end of the game in 10 attempts. Which, if I do that, would be nothing short of a miracle for how I usually am in that game. should, again, state on that. Prior to actually doing that challenge, I'd played that game before. And in 28 attempts, hadn't got as far as I have now in, at the time, 4. It means you're getting better, Ryan. Yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll take that. A little bit of confidence boosting. It works. Boost that. And instead of like a bus driving off into the distance, it's like a, it's just a cloud of self-doubt, you know. Uh, Just being pushed away. Or because we can't afford to like pay the animators to create a visual representation of doubt. It'll just be a bus that has the word doubt written on it. Ah, perfect. It'll be like the Brexit bus, except like it won't be as expensive. (laughs) And it won't lie. (laughs) 150 million. My bus don't lie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, you know, with that, I think that's where we wrap this up entirely. That sounds like a wonderful idea. Yeah, let's push the bus stop bell and get off that bus. So, thank you, Duncan. No problem, man. It totally didn't have a 10, 15 minute interruption climbing stairs in the middle of this that we cut out, but, you know. Nope. uh, Absolutely not. It didn't. Didn't. Yeah. Didn't. Didn't start the last three quarters of this podcast sweating and huffing for no reason at all. Definitely didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, and unlike unlike the recent immaterial take on, when there is re- the request to cut that bit out, I will actually cut that bit out and not and not do some little witty one liner and that, that pops up on the screen. But yeah, for everyone else, that's not what you need to know. So until next week, where we really need to make sure I get Steph a party popper. For God's sake, don't kill each other. Have a good week, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Kill the demons. Kill the demons with Roombas. Don't tell Steph I said that.